0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. Hi guys. Literally, like when I tell you that being here and like catching up is such a blessing in this craziest week ever, it might be going down as the craziest week I've ever had since I quit my job. But I don't know if that's true like yet, but it feels like it is because every single time I'm like, okay, there's my time to breathe. Something else happens that needs to be taken care of. And that's just been the name of the game. So the fact that I had this on the schedule and refused to move it for anything else, no matter how important that thing was just shows that I wanted to catch the fuck up because I was like, we need this moment. And if we don't have this moment, it's going to blow. And then also just recording at my my um, office rather is so much harder than recording at the studio because the levels aren't balanced and it just stresses me out. So you know what? I said, we're not going to do it. We're going to the studio. That's going to be my time to breathe. So I'm so happy to be here. We have a great episode for you today. We're covering several things. The main juice of the episode is just me talking about hot girl summer, but also... I had my first call-in from these wonderful, amazing women who started this organization called Cancer Cartel. And at the end of the episode, I have a 25-minute segment with them talking about Cancer Cartel and how you guys can help and how you guys can get involved. It's an incredible, incredible, incredible organization, and I can't wait for you guys to hear more about it. That was amazing. We're still working out the vibe with Zoom, obviously. I recorded with them on Zoom. There was some audio trouble, but I think I figured it out. And my assistant is still going through all the amazing... Amazing applications for people that applied to come and call into my podcast. The Cancer Cartel ladies were fortunately outside. They had reached out to me, and I was like, "This is amazing. I want to amplify this." So. Wonderfully, I have them today, but don't you fret. If you applied, we're still looking at all the applications. We've emailed some people. We're going to get back to you. I think we're going to choose two days where I just record all the segments and then I'm just going to embed them into episodes because I think it's really fun that you guys can get like some one on one time because I think that that's what people like the most. And then also bookend it with a story and amplifying somebody else's voice because that's what's most important to me. So, update wise, I actually think I want. The bulk of today to be spent on the episode because there's just so much to cover but Why is this week so fucking crazy? It's because of the weekend actually so specifically golf ball is this week and Weekend rather and so is the Tonys, and so is her conference So i'm speaking at her conference, which i'm so honored to get to do that. I um as you guys know, maybe. I wrote for her campus and was the editor-in-chief of the Michigan chapter of her campus when I was in college. It was a wonderful experience, and I'm still in touch with them today. They asked me to speak at her conference. Could not turn that down. We had a roundtable today to go over our talking points. It's amazing. So, Saturday morning from 9.45 to like 11.30, I'm going to be doing that, and then I'm going straight to GovBall. Friday night, I'm going to GovBall. The rest of the day on Friday spent tony prepping because there's just so much to do and then sunday's the tony awards and then things are just going to keep happening i'm going to a premiere next tuesday next weekend's disney like it's all good things but it's just stacking up on top of the fact that i'm writing a full-ass fucking book and recording a podcast and trying to please people in my life and you know what it's all one step in front of the other. We're going to be fine. And I'm so excited for the Tonys. I think my look is like, I have the look in my brain. I have don't have all the parts for it yet. Once we have all the parts for the look, I think I'll feel better. But I'm very excited. I'm going to rehearsal on Friday and I'll take you BTS for that. And tonight I'm going to see MJ, which is supposed to be so fucking good. So I'm so excited about that. Literally, there's there's no bad things to say other than the fact that I'm a little anxious. Like, no bad words. So, Let's get into the episode because I just there's so much to cover about hot girl summer and what is hot girl summer and answering all your questions and I just think Summer came upon us really fast. I think that we were like Questioning when spring was going to come. We spent too much time being like where's spring and then all of a sudden summer hit us And now we're here and we have no choice but to embrace so hot girl summer. What the fuck does that mean? Hot girl summer was essentially coined by megan the stallion slash popularized by it. She has a song hot girl summer and According to dictionary.com, hot girl summer means feeling confident in who you are and having fun and looking good while doing it. Megan The Stallion has said being a hot girl is about being unapologetically you, having fun, being confident, living your truth, being the life of the party, etc. So somehow, though, and I don't think I'm alone in saying this because a lot of the responses I got were in tandem with this sentiment, hot girl summer went from being that which literally Megan Thee Stallion said, that's what it is, to being about being single and about being like being a partier and being a single girl. And like, Urban Dictionary says it's about embracing your inner hoe, which it can be that, like, obviously. I think we're going to get into the fact that, like, it can really be whatever you want it to be. I definitely think that, like, being single or embracing your inner hoe or being a party girl, that can be part of Hot Girl Summer if you want it to be. But what Hot Girl Summer is really about, and Megan Thee Stallion said it the best, it's about being unapologetically you, having fun, being confident, living your truth. It's about you. So you're kind of in the driver's seat here. And I think that that's, like, where we have to begin because so many people... When I was like, what should I talk about for this episode? They were sort of like, well... I don't know how I could have a hot girl summer because I'm in a relationship. I'm heartbroken. How could I have a hot girl summer? Is it possible to have a hot girl summer without casual sex? Like, yes, you can have a hot girl summer no matter who you are and what you're doing. And I think like, I think what happened was like there was COVID and during COVID, we kind of like lost that summer of 2022, 2020 rather and also the one of 2021 basically because we were still easing back into things. And I think now there's this like pressure to like, if you're single, date, if you're in a relationship, spice it up, get like, there's so much noise. But I think what this is really about is centering our own happiness and illuminating our needs and desires, getting our bag if that's what we want to do. And like there's this pressure to like have it be this like happy-go-lucky crazy party thing. Like, no, you can have a sad girl, hot girl summer. You can have an angry girl, hot girl summer. Like you're allowed to experience the full spectrum and range of emotions during this summer. So what I really think this is about is defining your own life and then living it. I think that that's what it is. Because if we think of the metaphor, like you have a car, you're in the driver's seat. As you go through life, you're going to pick some people up who aren't in their car right now or want to get into yours, and then maybe you'll drop them off, and maybe you'll have a pit stop and maybe it'll take way longer than you expected maybe you'll reach a fork in the road you'll go the wrong way but the truth of the matter is at the end of the day you're driving so you get to say I'm turning off the map and I'm just going to see where I end up you're allowed to say I'm stopping for a rest you're allowed to say I'm going to go and drive through the night like you're allowed to make choices for you during this hot girl summer because it is your fucking life so that's the preface Also, hot girls are not defined by other people. So I think a big sentiment was like, can I have a hot girl summer and not have casual sex? Can I have a hot girl summer with a boyfriend? Can I have a hot girl summer while I'm just completely single and not dating? Yes, because hot girls are not defined by other people. We're defined by ourselves and the way that we're choosing to live our life. So being single, if you're single, is not better or worse than being in a relationship. These two things are equal to one another. In one case, you're single. In one case, you're in a relationship. Great, wonderful. As long as it's honoring your life and you've defined your life and now you're living it, We love that. That's a hot girl summer. You can have a hot girl summer and be single. You can have a hot girl summer and be married. You can have a hot girl summer and be divorced. I don't even give a fuck if you're a grandma, if you're asexual. I don't care who you are. You're allowed to have a hot girl summer, okay? So let's let it sink in. You're taking your allowance. You're saying right now, immediately, I am having a hot girl summer and I am going to write the definition of what it means to me to define my own life. I'm going to write that definition and then I'm going to go fucking live it. Now, of course, what would my life be without a rules list? So I made a list of rules for hot girl summer to kind of help you with that definition to help you figure it out. And I think by the end of this episode, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm ready to have a really great summer. I'm ready to be like, fuck, yeah, we're doing it. So here are my rules. Number one, do one thing to elevate your appearance. What do I mean by this? We're doing this for ourselves. Temporary tattoos, another piercing, dye your fucking hair. If you want to dye your hair, get a new like outfit that you've always been afraid to wear, but you've always wanted to wear like little things like that. If you want to start wearing blue mascara, do it. Pick something to help yourself elevate your appearance. I think it helps to just like refresh us. Like there's a reason that people do drastic haircuts and hair changes after a breakup. They do it because they're like, Okay, I want to refresh. I want to restart. I want to start this chapter on a different foot So that's number one number two We have to have a hot girl playlist like it's pretty mandatory I need you to put all your favorite songs on there hot girl summer Whatever that means to you. It could literally be fucking john lennon Like you could be listening to sad ass music listen to nora jones for all I care. You just need a playlist Number three, we need a staple accessory and a staple beverage. I wrote bevy, but you know, whatever whatever you want to say Accessory could be a bucket hat, hair scarves, cute shoes, statement earrings. Literally, I don't care as long as it's personal style and it is part of the way that you're choosing to define your hot girl summer and your life. Staple beverage does not need to be alcoholic. Matcha, iced tea, Coca Cola. I don't give a fuck. I literally don't give a fuck as long as it's not LaCroix with balsamic vinegar in it. I will literally come for your ass if you are out here putting LaCroix and balsamic vinegar together. I don't care. Like, there's no way that that's good. Like, I could see it. But 0% chance we're doing that. The staple bevy is allowed to be literally anything that is not balsamic vinegar and LaCroix. Have a hot girl army. The girls, gays and days, were doing this together. Like you need, it's more fun to experience things when you're fucking cracking up about them the next day with your best friend. Like it's more fun when life is is surrounded by people that you can make a joke out of things that maybe would hurt or would be embarrassing. Like, you need your army. You need your people. Also, we need people to look out for us. Everything is more fun when we share it. Number five, camp counselor girl summer. What do I mean? Camp counselors. Are they resourceful? Yes, they're organized as fuck. They're fun. They may be a little sneaky. They're wearing like Birkenstocks, Tevas, Chacos, braids in their hair, oversized t-shirts. The bitch always has bug spray. And they know what time shit is happening at. We need that energy. We need to be camp counselors this summer, but a lot of camp, no children. Okay, perfect. Next, make a to do list. Who the fuck are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? When are you gonna do it? Like, what are you gonna read? Your to do list doesn't need to be like, take out the trash. No, it's like the guy from down the road, the girl that works at the coffee shop. Like, I literally am not kidding. I had a to do list of people. Like, at one point in my life, I was like, these are the people that I wanna hook up with. Like, this is my goal. And it was like mostly people from my hometown. It was like my hometown to do list. And like, I made out with at least all of them or kissed at least all of them. I like there was different different strokes for different folks, like different people, things developed in different ways, but I definitely kissed every single person on that list and that is something I'm taking the grave with me. Like I'm proud of myself, so make a to-do list. Mm -hmm. Number seven, be intentional about your actions. What I mean by this is before you do something, I want you to ask yourself, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for someone else? Am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think I'm supposed to? Am I doing this for me or am I doing this because I think somebody else wants me to? Or am I doing this for me or am I doing this so that I'm perceived in a certain way? Am I wearing this for me? Am I eating this thing because I want to eat it? Am I pursuing this because I want to pursue it? Am I staying in because I want to stay in? We need to be making choices and decisions for ourselves. Okay? Intentional. Number eight, you look fucking good. We're not wasting time on negative self-talk. We're going to get into the whole thing of body image in the summer. But body acceptance, positive self-talk, we don't have enough time to waste on feeling sad about ourselves when we look fucking good. Number nine, health is more than a green juice. Like, health can mean a lot of different things. I see a lot of things about, like, healthy girl summer, and I think, like, when we – are looking at healthy girls summer, quote unquote, we're thinking about green juices and vegetables and getting in our steps and going to our yoga class and all that good stuff. And that stuff's amazing. But health to me also means getting the large ice cream sundae. It means getting in your steps. It means, you know, not getting out of bed one day because it's just too hard. It means conquering a fear of food. Health means many different things. Number 10, a little trip. If you can take a little trippy, even if it's 12 hours, even if you're taking a day trip, you're driving down a shore somewhere, you're going to any body of water, going to visit someone even if it's one day try to give yourself that breather this summer try to find a weekend in your google calendar like we need to be organized with our google calendars this summer where you can take a break number 11 summer doesn't have to look one way like not every fucking summer is aquamarine like it's okay like not every summer is gonna be like love island villa some summers are going to be like that some nights of your summer are going to be like that and that's wonderful but some summers are going to be like i work a nine to five some summers are going to be like i live at home some summers are like i got fucking laid off and now i have to work nights and weekends to get by like summer doesn't have to look one certain way it's allowed to look however you want it to look for you number 12 the splash mountain rule just go near a body of water i don't care if it's a water park a lake a river an ocean like i don't give a fuck i don't care what it is or whatever all i want All I want is for you to do what you want to do. And if that's go to a water park, you're going to go. And if that's go to the beach, you're going to go. If that's go to a lake, you're going to go. But I need you to go to a body of water, okay? Number 13, one crazy night. Like if you have a really busy summer and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get feral, get feral on one night. Plan a night where you're like, My goal this night is to be feral and like stay out till four o'clock in the morning. It just needs to be one crazy night. That's all I'm requiring of you. And number 14 is find time to rest. Rest a little. Summer slows things down a little bit, which we're going to talk about. And I really think it's a great time to rest and reflect and be selfish. So center yourself and center your needs. And yeah, those are my rules for a hot girl summer. So now you know how I feel about all of this, but we're going to get into the meat of all this. So What do we do if we have hot girl summer and in tandem, we have an internship or we have a nine to five or we're in a long term relationship and we feel like life feels a little boring or a little routine. Hot girl summer doesn't need to be about being feral and drunk all day unless you want it to be. And that's your prerogative. And if you're literally if you are able to achieve and attain that, I'm so jealous, but also like go off bestie. It's about honoring your life. Which we just said. So if you're in a relationship and you want to spice it up, spice it up sexually a little. Go like have sex on the beach. I mean, within reason. Maybe don't do that. I did that one time and I got caught and it was like not good. So like do things that are legal. Um, a beach cabana can be really good. Like after hours, people own like cabanas on beaches or like beach club lockers. Like, you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna like condone that. From a legal standpoint But I'm going to like Suggest that you might Look into it From a friend standpoint Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not your lawyer So I can tell you Like go have sex In a beach cabana Like that's something That I can say Just know there are Probably repercussions But for me there weren't And honestly it was so flirty, It was so fun We spiced it up Like I was I was seeing someone And we were able to have A really good time And that was like A hot girl summer vibe for me It literally was Like both times I did it In the cabana And on the beach That was a hot girl summer vibe Sundays Like A lot of people are like, I live for the weekend. We know our girl Jenna Pelleck says you can have fun on weekends. That is true. But I think a lot of people live for Friday night and Saturday. And then on Sunday, they're like, oh, fuck, I hate Sundays. In the summertime, when it's nice out all weekend, you cannot waste a full ass 24 hours of a beautiful day worrying about Monday because here's the truth Monday's coming. Either way, come hell or high water, Monday's coming. You don't have a choice but to experience Monday. So why would you ruin your Sunday over Monday? Like, I don't understand. And you can have a fun and flirty girl Sunday. You can get up, work out at noon, you can be day drinking with your friends. You can be done with a day drink by three. You can experience a light hangover by 7 p.m. And you can be in bed watching SVU and get to bed at a reasonable hour. And you still had a fun and flirty girl Sunday. You can go to the beach on the Sunday, go in the ocean on a Sunday. Like Sundays are a day where you can still be fun and flirty in the summer, especially if you have a nine to five, especially if you have an internship. This is like the thing is like this is your life, right? This is your one and only life. How are you going to prioritize your happiness when you have other things going on that are unavoidable? Mondays, work, long-term relationships that might feel stagnant. Like you have to find a way to shake it up. Okay. Like you're young. And even if you're not young, like by the conventional sense of the term, you're young, like literally gaslight everyone. I'm young. What are you talking about? I'm 50. I'm young. Fuck it. You're young. You have an opportunity to live. How are you going to live it? And if you need to go to therapy because you're overwhelmed, we're going to go to therapy. If you need to take a break because you're overwhelmed, we're going to take a break. But there is no reason that life has to feel boring just because you have an internship or just because you're in a relationship. You are allowed to claim Hawk girl Summer with those things. And you're allowed to incorporate those things into your Hawk girl Summer. I think Hawk girl Summer is about being on the grind. And when you have an internship, you're on the grind. Making the most of summer there's a lot of pressure, you know, like people are like, oh, like summer break, you know, that vibe from when we were kids. Then you get into college and maybe you have internships or maybe you have your first nine to five. Like you want to figure out, well, how can I make the most of this? Because I feel like it's taken from me in a way. I mean, the weather is still good. The activities are still abound. You can still do happy hour. Like you need to find the silver lining. You need to also sleep. Okay. You need to get your sleep because a well-rested queen is one that can take on all this shit. Like if you want to have your internship and be grinding and then right after go to happy hour and then on the weekend, see your friends. You need to prioritize your sleep at night, seven hours at least. Please be getting seven hours. I wish we could say eight, but like that's just not reasonable. Like I can't even get eight hours of sleep. But when I have seven hours and I find little pockets in my day to just take a breather, I can get going and do everything that I want to do in addition to what I have to do. Okay. So make sure you sleep period also summer fridays if you have summer fridays take full advantage and also be a hardo on your summer fridays if they tell you and they say you get 3 p.m on every friday you get off at 3 p.m take that you're allowed to have it take that and make plans with it take that and match up your friend's summer friday schedules like i even notice it in the content world a lot of people are like signing the fuck off at noon on a friday and i'm like oh shit they have a summer friday like go off like i won't bother you like enjoy your summer friday if you have summer fridays take them look into your company policy if they don't maybe bring it up because summer fridays really make a hell of a difference even if it's like normally you're done at 5 30 and you're done at three on fridays that's two and a half full hours that you can like get ready for a happy hour and be there at 5 30 opposed to signing off getting ready all of that stuff routine let's talk about routines Routine really changed my life because I'm someone that's so anxious and my anxiety centers around control. So when I feel out of control, routine and ritual help me to control things. Think about athletes. I was just talking about this with my editor. Before a big game or a big race or a big match, athletes have rituals that they do, like drinks they drink, jumps they do, songs they listen to, stretches they do, like prayers they say, like... They don't actually know if that's going to help their performance. It's just the ritual makes them feel in control and lessens their anxiety and alleviates their anxiety. And I think routine girl summer is really important when we're thinking about a hot girl summer because keeping yourself on track is going to avoid the anxiety of being overwhelmed with having like an expansive, fun social life and work and achieving your goals and everything else you want to do. So like my first summer out of college, I left Michigan. I didn't have an internship. I got home. I got my breast reduction. And then I started bartending at my dad's um, restaurant every single night I just took every shift I took like six nights a week and took one night off And I found a little internship at an advertising agency, like right around the street from the restaurant. So I could go there like three times a week. On the other days, I was like, I made all the newspapers in town, let me freelance for them because I wanted to be able to write a little bit. And then I fell in love with my spin studio, my local spin studio. I started going there every day with my best friend. And I sort of just like got into a routine for myself. I made myself a routine when I didn't have one. And of course, it's equally important to make yourself a routine if you know you need to get to work at a hard 9 a.m. And you're gonna be there till a hard five. It's great to make a routine around that, and with that schedule as well. But for me, I like didn't have a reason to make a routine. Like I didn't have a ton of stuff going on, but I put myself in situations where I would have stuff going on because the routine made me feel in control, and then it was just fun. Like I was leaving work, hooking up with my high school ex boyfriends and like crushes from high school. Like I was, you know, sometimes I was like driving home at 11 p.m. and leaving my car and like getting in my friend's car and we were going to the beach. Like I was. I was doing fun shit even though I had a strict routine and like sometimes I was being super feral and like getting drunk and throwing up at the beer olympics I did do that the summer after my freshman year I don't regret it but mostly I was just in my car eating tofu bartending sneaking out like that's core memories hooking up with my ex-boyfriend in my car core memory like everyone needs to walk the path of their high school ex at least one time in college It just is what happens and like we had fun that summer we would like Sleep over with each other and then wake up and get breakfast in the morning and then I would go do my routine And he would go do his like I still had a good time And it was I think because the routine allowed me to feel a bit of structure and juxtapose that with like a lot of flirty fun Which was just amazing So hot girl summer is like the umbrella like the the big, you know umbrella organization But then there's like all these little other terms under it like healing girl summer happy girl summer healthy girl summer I've heard them all heard every single one but I think hot girl summer is in a way healing girl summer and I think it is happy girl summer and I think it is healthy girl summer. I think that they're all the same thing because all of those things to me are about doing things the way you want to for you. So if your summer looks like, you know what, I'm not going to drink this summer. I just want to get some distance from alcohol and I'm going to stay in a lot and I'm going to write a book or I'm going to, you know, train for a half marathon or I'm going to make a goal for myself to like go to 300 spin classes by the end of the year and I want to start now like whatever it is, if that's your healing girl summer, that can also be your hot girl summer, that can also be your healthy girl summer. If your healing girl summer looks like I'm single for the first time and I'm going to go absolutely fucking batshit and make a roster and go crazy, that can be your healing girl summer, your healthy girl summer, your hot girl summer, your happy girl summer. To me, they're all synonymous. And I think it's just about being you for you. And they're all really the same thing. Like you don't have to subscribe to one. You can just say I'm having a hot girl summer. And if someone's like, don't you have a boyfriend and you're studying for the LSAT? You're like, yeah, and it's still a fucking hot girl summer. Or you can be like, I'm having a healing girl summer. And someone's like, aren't you like going out every single night and being like a crazy club rat? And you're like, yeah, I'm healing. This is how I'm choosing to heal nobody can tell you or suggest that there's a right way to do anything only you know remember you are in the driver's seat but then i was thinking that there's like some other like summers that we could think of like underneath the umbrella parent trap mom summer come on elizabeth james like that's kind of like the coastal grandmother vibe as well like they definitely go in tandem except for the fact that she was a little cooler than a coastal grandmother and more cosmopolitan and also just hotter lady die summer i was just listening to diana the musical while i was at the gym and i was thinking to myself i was like literally fuck anybody that got in her way like she was a goddamn star like be a star have a lady die summer and just be a fucking star don't let anybody else tell you otherwise you are a star jackie o summer social climb a little if you want to i don't care i'm not having a jackie o summer but you might want to go off ride a fucking horse have a jackie o summer Speaking of riding horses, have a Miley Stewart summer or have a Hannah Montana summer and be all Y2K, glittery, fame, pop star, in the club, going off, man after man, or have a Miley Stewart summer and just be like really wholesome and get back to your roots and then like, go to your grandma's house and drink sweet tea like I don't know what your prerogative is. Coastal grandmother, obviously an option. Coastal grandfather, probably a better one. I was recently thinking about how like grandfathers are never bothered and like I just want to be unbothered for my whole life. And so it feels like coastal grandfather would be a better move than coastal grandmother. I don't know what you guys think, but that's just how my that's how I'm feeling about it all. Right. But, you know, when we think about summer, we think about all this fun stuff and we think about hot girl summer, which we've been talking about obviously for most of us, the weather gets warmer wherever we are. For some of us, it gets really hot to the point where like arms are showing, there's tank tops, there's shorts, there's skirts, there's bathing suits, more revealing clothes. And I think I don't remember the last time that I didn't like dread summer because of shorts. I just don't like shorts. I don't like my legs. I feel self-conscious about it. And shorts have been really hard for me. But you using the summer as a like trampoline to like bounce into destroying your body just is not worth it. Like using the summer as a reason to hate yourself just is not worth it. That's not hot girl summer. That's one thing hot girl summer is not. I just don't think that we can allow our own negative self-talk to ruin our summer. So something that I started to realize is that like, okay, I'm awake for 16 hours in a day. I have 16 hours to live my life. What am I going to do with those 16 hours? At one point in my life, I was spending dead ass like 12, 13 of those waking hours thinking about how I hated my body and criticizing myself. If I died tomorrow and I spent 13 of my 16 waking hours thinking about how I hated my body, I would be devastated. Like I would be so disappointed in myself. And so I And I don't think it's my fault. It's definitely society's fault. So I would be disappointed in a lot of things. But I sort of was just like, I'm going to replace negative thoughts about my body with positive ones. And it doesn't need to be like, I hate my legs. No, you love them. It can be, I hate my legs. No, you're beautiful. And you love your eyes today. Just rerouting that energy completely and remembering like your body is a beautiful pair of Chanel sunglasses everything inside is the sunglasses. So your body is the beautiful pair of Chanel sunglasses case. It's just holding in the beautiful sunglasses. You would never spend all day being like, oh my God, my sunglass case has a scratch on it. I don't want my sunglass case to get destroyed. Obviously, we don't want our sunglass case to get destroyed, but we're not criticizing the sunglass case ever. We're just hoping that it can house all the special goods that are inside of it. The beautiful Chanel sunglasses, which are your heart and your mind and your soul. That's what truly, really matters. Okay. So we're going to count memories and not calories because when we're counting calories, we're not counting our memories and we're letting them just fly by us. There are whole ass summers where I just don't even know what happened because I was counting calories so much like that. I wish I could go back like beautiful, wonderful, happy times where all I can think about is sadness. And I just I can't go back. And so what I do now is I live for now and I'm going to live my summer at one hundred ninety five billion percent. I remember When I was a sophomore in college, after my sophomore year of college, no, after my junior year of college, I was living in New York City and I was so critical of my body. And my then boyfriend at the time would text me being like, let's go get Mexican food in happy hour. Like, let's do summer Friday and like go out. And I would like beat myself up so much over whether or not I was allowed to like eat out with him, which was just like a core memory. And like, I'm so glad that I pushed myself to count those memories because without it, I wouldn't have them. And that would be so sad. But also... There is a world that we combat diet culture, which is one that we're in that I'm firmly rooted in. But you can also have your own personal goals for your body. So I'm not telling you to just like if you if you have a goal for your body that you're not allowed to. No, it's just about doing things in the most healthy and happy way for you in a safe way, in a healthy way, in a happy way. For me, I'm happy with my body. It's a summer body. Every single body is a summer body by nature of just simply fucking existing and the way that we're thinking about and criticizing ourselves, almost nobody is thinking that about us. Like, how many times have you gone to the beach and walked around and criticized other people at all or any more than you are criticizing yourself? I don't think I've ever gone to the beach and looked at anyone else and been like, they look horrible. I've never done that, ever. I do it about myself, but I've never done that about somebody else. So what I'm trying to say is, everybody's thinking about themselves and not about you. And I know it's really hard to grasp because insecurity takes over when we're trying to just be logical with ourselves. But basically what I'm trying to say is you're your own worst critic and you are looking at yourself and scrutinizing yourself a thousand, if not more times than literally anybody else is on the beach. And like the beach doesn't need need to be a runway. Like for me, I don't take pictures at the beach because I know it would just upset me and I know I would criticize myself. If I get my bathing suit on and I'm at the beach, that's enough. If I'm feeling good, that's more than enough. I'm not taking pictures I don't want to If you want to And that's your thing And you want the beach To be a runway Let the beach be the runway The beach is allowed to be Whatever you want it to be But if you're just going To the beach to swim And tan and read your book That's also fucking fine And that's what I like to do I think that we just Have to remember that summertime brings these pressures about our bodies, but our bodies are just doing the best that they goddamn can. And I'm so grateful that I have a body that's able to swim and able to go to the beach and able to enjoy my friends. So I'm going to put on clothes that make me feel good, clothes that fit me, because it's okay if you need to buy bigger pants or a bigger suit. You're allowed to fucking buy bigger pants instead of wearing clothes that don't fit you, that make you uncomfortable. You're not supposed to fit clothes. Your clothes are supposed to fit you. So get those bigger pants if you need them and just go enjoy yourself because that's what hot girl summer is about. It's about enjoying ourselves not about being hypercritical of us if you're a sweaty person who the fuck cares that's all I gotta say I'm a sweaty person I'm always sweating I was dripping sweat on my way to the podcast studio I always have deodorant and perfume in my bag like if you have boob sweat that's natural everybody's got boob sweat if you have cellulite like I don't know anybody who doesn't have cellulite like if they don't like Congratulations. I also don't care like it's normal boob sweats normal cellulite's normal We're gonna fucking rock what we got And we're just gonna have a good time because that's really all we can do like we need more positive energy in today's day and age Like there's so much negativity. There's so much hate. There's so much sadness. Let's just be happy Like allow us to just be happy like all I want any of us To do with hot girl summer is enjoy it and enjoy ourselves in whatever way that makes the most sense There were years where I didn't go to the beach because I was insecure and I still had a good summer but I wish I went to the beach. Like, God, I wish I, I love the ocean. And I wish I could like shake that person back then and be like, the way you look has nothing to do with what's inside of you. The way you look is not something that other people are using to criticize you around you. The way you look is something powerful because you're beautiful. So go to the beach and fucking rock that bathing suit. Also, I wear a lot of one pieces now because they make me feel good. Wear what makes you feel good to the beach. Confidence on the beach is all about, that's like an outfit completing accessory like if you go to the beach and you're confident and you're wearing a suit that makes you feel great i don't care if it's a tankini bikini board shorts one piece i don't give a fuck what it is if you're wearing something that makes you feel good and you're like i feel good and you're telling that story to yourself you're gonna look good too okay you look hot tell yourself it Conscious thoughts become subconscious actions. Consciously say, I look great. This suit looks awesome on me. I feel good. Eventually, you're going to believe that and it's the best outfit completing accessory and you're going to look incredible. All right. Confidence is at the beach alone because I know a lot of us think that you're supposed to go to the beach with a group or like the pool with a group and like sit in a circle and whatever a lot of people from my area where I grew up so I grew up on the Jersey Shore go to the beach like they do the grocery store they'll just like go alone and like go in the ocean or like go to grab something I absolutely love going to the beach um, in the morning and watching the sunrise or jumping in the ocean sometimes with a friend sometimes by myself but like the beach for me is a time to be by myself because I love to just read and like veg and like not talk to anyone and listen to my music. So go to the beach like you do the grocery store. Just go. Summer's grocery store is the beach without the option to buy food. (laughs) I am really lucky that I got to grow up living near the beach. And if you're near a beach, I hope that you have the confidence to go because it's just a beautiful thing. And like we forget I don't know. I I took it for granted so much growing up how close I was to the beach, but it's truly just amazing. And I also love a lake. We love a freshwater lake. We love a river. We love a pool. I'm actually more of a pool girl myself. Like I would, I would fuck up a town pool from like a Y2K summer movie. Like my town doesn't have a town pool, but I wish it did because I would fuck up a town pool. I love a pool. I love a diving board. I'm a swimming girl. Like when I go to the beach, I'm not there for a runway for a fashion show. If you are again, blissful, wonderful, incredible. I am there to swim. Like, I am there to get my doggy paddle on. So you can catch me swimming this summer, period. Okay, but let's talk about something that comes up when we think about bathing suits, shaving and waxing and razor bumps and all that shit. First of all, Let's quit pretending that nobody sweats, that nobody has body hair, like that nobody, you know, has boob sweat. Like, we're not, we're done. That nobody has cellulite, fuck that. Everybody has all those things. Literally, everyone's boob sweat. Everyone sweats. Everybody has body hair. Everybody, literally, everybody has cellulite. So, if everybody has all those things, why don't we just start talking about it and making it normal? Like, I also have two eyes, and so do you, but we also both have body hair. Like, it's normal. So, you know what? It's okay if you don't want to shave. Like sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. If you don't want to shave and that's not your thing, fuck it, don't shave. Nobody is making you. If they are, fuck them. I'm not making you. I personally like to be bare. That's just my vibe on my legs and underarms is what I was what I mean. That's what I like. That's what I like to do. That's how I like to be. So that's what I'm going to do. And if you don't want that and you want to rock your just natural state, rock your natural state. If you want to shave sometimes and not other times, do that. You don't have to answer to anybody about this either. Nobody is like taking like notes being like, "Oh, she didn't shave her legs for 3 months and then she did. What's going on?" It's just preference. It's your body. You have the hair already. That's natural state of being. You're allowed to fucking rock what you got. And if you want to shave it, you can shave it. Because I shave personally, my favorite products are Athena for Athena Club for razors and um, shaving cream. It's just the smoothest shave I found. Personally, for me, I shave my underarms like the most consistently because my hair grows back fast. I shave my legs probably twice a week in the summer. And then all other spots for me are like a a once-a-week thing with touch-ups as needed. So I will just let things happen naturally and then shave and then touch it up if it needs to be touched up if I'm wearing a bathing suit or something. But razor bumps are still normal even if you have a really good razor. I love Sweet Spot Labs. They have spot treatments for butt acne. I literally used to go to the beach with fucking concealer on my ass because of butt acne. Or I would literally do that before hooking up with someone. That's crazy. That's ludicrous. We're not doing it. Absolutely not. Zero percent chance. No, no, no. If you are insecure about these things and you want a little help, Sweet Spot Labs. They have it at Ulta. They have it online. It's amazing. They have body washes. I use the body wash. It really clears up your skin and like literally in three uses it works. I fully endorse them 100%. So amazing. If you want to wax, wax. I've done wax before. It doesn't hurt that badly to me. If you want a laser, laser. Like do whatever the fuck you want with your body hair. And nobody can say anything about it. And if they try to just be like, why do you care? Or if someone is like, why don't you shave? Be like, why do you? Why don't you wax? Why do you wax? Like just bounce the question back to them because they deserve to feel as uncomfortable as they just made you feel. Amazing. All right. On the same topic of shaving and all of that good stuff is hookup culture during hot girl summer. So the conventional hot girl summer is like being single and hooking up with whoever you want and being a party girl. And we love that. To me, everyone's like, oh, do you participate in hookup culture? Do you like hookup culture? I think that hookup culture can be super toxic. I also think it can be super great. And I think if you're in the driver's seat and you're choosing to participate because you want to participate, then that's great. I think you have to ask yourself, do I genuinely want to participate in hookup culture or not? For a while, I participated and hated it. Sometimes I would participate and really liked it. I mean, it, like, it just depends. Like There were there was phases of my life where I participated in hookup culture because I thought I was supposed to, and it really made me resent it. So I took a break, and then I got back into it when I realized this is something that I want. I want to have these casual flings. I want to be a participant in hookup culture. Things about hookup culture. You should be doing whatever you want to do. You should remember to always say no and practice no out loud and learn to set your own boundaries you need to be safe get your birth control get your condoms get your sti test do what you need to do be safe share your location with your friends don't go home with people that you don't know when you're on a date go in a public place safety is fucking key okay things are dangerous have your pepper spray and do your research on someone before going out with them all that good stuff okay so we need to be safe Hot Girl Summer is about being safe. It's about doing what we want to do, not what we think we should be doing, not what other people want us to do. So if you want to participate in hookup culture, I'm asking you to be safe. But otherwise, I'm saying go for it. If you want to fuck, you fuck. If you don't want to, you don't. The big thing here about Hot Girl Summer is that this summer we're having sex to finish. That's the whole point. You know, like this isn't, a, this isn't one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to hook up and then I'm not going to get anything from the person and I'm just going to be a giver, but I'm not going to take anything in return. No, take your shit. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. I think I've quoted that so many fucking times. I've quoted that in my book, I've quoted that on this podcast. Like, we are getting what we deserve this summer. And what you deserve is to feel good. You deserve an orgasm. We're orgasming. I don't care who you're hooking up with or when. You are getting what you deserve. You are not taking, you're not giving and not taking. You're not taking and not giving. This is going to be symbiotic relationships. And you're going to do whatever you want to do. And you're going to remember that no is a very powerful word. So you can have a hookup culture, hot girl summer. You can also be entirely single and not dating and not hooking up with anyone and have a hot girl summer. Hot girl summer is like, it's about the girls' gays and gaze. It's about our friends. It's about being with our people and having fun and doing what we want to do. So if you don't want to date, You don't have to and you can still have a hot girl summer I think a really good rule of thumb is just live like I told you you're gonna meet your soulmate a year from today Just live for you You would completely not think about other people unless they were like your friends and family You wouldn't be thinking about dating do that We need like that energy when you're like at the bar dancing and going insane and everyone's like that person looks like a really good Time and you're like, yes, i've had three tequila shots, but also yes, I am a really good time That's the energy. That's the energy that we're looking for You do not need to be dating to have that energy also The number one way, if you aren't dating, but you would still be interested in having people approach you at a bar or a restaurant, the number one way to do that is to be a magnet to other energy. And so you want to give off what you want to attract. So giving off independent, confident, fun, exciting, I'm not dating, I'm just vibing energy is how you're going to attract the same energy to yourself, whether that be in friends, acquaintances, romantic prospects, anything. Like if your choice is not to date, that's your choice. You're choosing it because that's what you want. Then that's everything. Then that's period. Okay. Okay. Also, life is more fun when you don't worry about things that you don't want to worry about that you don't have to worry about. If you don't want to date, you don't have to date. So then why would you worry about dating when you don't want to date? Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Like there are things that we don't want to worry about, but we have to worry about, like our jobs. But then there are things that we don't want to worry about that we don't have to worry about, like dating. Like if you don't want to date, then you don't date. Okay, hot girl summer with a broken heart. Hot girls get their heart broken. Like, hot girls get their heart broken, baby. This is going to happen time and time again. A heartbreak happens. It fucking sucks. Hot girls also heal. And you can a 100% have a hot girl summer with a broken heart. I think that hot girls summer with a broken heart is the best time to have a broken heart. Because I think it's warm out it's bright out for longer. So first of all, just naturally, there's not seasonal depression in the same way that there is in the winter. So you're not adding that on to your breakup. It's not like gray and snowing and raining every single day. It's warm and bright and happy and elevated. You might have a little bit more mobility in your life, whether that's summer Fridays or things are just a little bit more slowed down, or maybe you have a break for something like school or whatever it is. People are just being sunnier. There's more vitamin D. I think it's a better time in general to experience a breakup. People might argue with that. But I just think when you're thinking about healing, the best time to heal is a time when the vibes are good and the vibes are really good in the summer. So don't think of it as like, oh, fuck, I have to be depressed all summer because I'm going through a breakup. Like you were going to go through the breakup at some point. Obviously, this is a really good season to do it because naturally the world is saying, I'm going to be happy for the next three months And um, you just vibe And I'm going to be happy And it's not like I'm going to be gray and angry And giving you storms Because like pathetic fallacy You get broken up with It starts pouring rain You're naturally more upset You're listening to sad Taylor Swift songs When it's sunny and nice out At least you have a reason to be like I'm going to get up and go outside And I think that that's Like use your resources Use your friends Use the opportunity to go to happy hour Use the opportunity to go dancing To take a little trip If you have that ability You know you can take your therapy sessions outside From Zoom You can go to the park You can row a boat like walk outside have a picnic just get some vitamin d. Okay, because you need it But yes, you can absolutely have a heart girl summer when your heart is broken and honestly I think it's the best time to go through a breakup Okay, you guys asked me should we do everything for the plot and I don't know if you guys know what this means But serena kerrigan kind of coined this thing plot girl summer Where she was like you have to do everything for the plot this summer So like when something comes up like someone wants to fly you down to miami Like you do it for the plot because like for content for your future memoir Yes, I agree. Thicken up the plot. Do that shit. But also, I think that we should have this mentality all year round. It's definitely a plot girl, hot girl summer. 100% Serena's correct. But I also think that we should be doing this always. You know, like bars are more crowded. We have mo- more mobility in our life. The days are longer. The weekends are better. But just take that energy and move it all year round. Like we can do another episode about how we're all so much happier when it's nice out in the future and seasonal depression and whatnot. But like take that energy all year round, but 100% be doing it for the plot. Okay, single girl summer. Single girl summer, we need a roster. If you're going to be a single girl this summer and you want to be single and you want to either be in hookup culture or you want to casually date or you're dating for a relationship or whatever it is, you need to build a roster. How do we do it? Rosters are all about finding people that you could have in a rotation to go on dates with hook up with get attention from etc cetera, etc cetera. When you're building a roster you have to assume the other people in your roster are going to have a roster until you both collectively decide You don't want a roster anymore and only want to exclusively see other people So go into it with that mindset that everybody also has a roster You can build this roster at bars people that you meet at bars setups friends of friends. Oh, this is my friend's cousin's friend um, Dating apps are a great way to do it. We love hinge locks club bumble. I don't know what your prerogative is and I think a good roster size is like five to seven people. I think you're gonna have like your starting string, and then you're gonna have two bench warmers. That those are on the bottom, and maybe one of the bench warmers is like trying out for the team right now, and you're deciding whether or not they're gonna sit on the bench or not. And then the three in the middle, one of them is your alternate, and the other two are just like really strong team players. And usually, one of the really strong team players is somebody that would drop everything to date you just in case you want that option. <laughs> so I think that that's a really good way to think about um, your roster: five to seven people. And yeah, just be upfront with people if you want something casual. There's nothing wrong with casually dating or being in casual hookup culture, as long as you're being honest and you're not hurting anyone, period. Okay. How to have a crush during hot girl summer. The summer fling. An ode to the summer fling. The summer fling is a toughie because you can either have a summer fling that you know is going to end by the end of the summer, so you're prohibiting yourself from getting too involved. Or you could have a summer fling that you hope permeates into the rest of the year, but probably won't, and then you're going to get hurt. I mean... The summer fling is probably going to end so you have a crush over the summer and you want to turn it into a summer fling Like something that happens throughout the summer someone that you hook up with and spend time with throughout the summer Wonderful amazing do it. I can't recommend it enough I wouldn't put pressure on for that relationship to exist outside of the summer because the summer fling Lives in a bubble of summertime and when you put it in the cold weather, I think it dies I don't think it acclimates well to cold weather. So I think just that definitely take that into consideration. I mean, okay Like let's look at greece Greece is a great example. They have a summer fling and it's fucking good. It's fiery. It's hot. It's passionate. They get back to school. Let's not think about the end of the movie. Let's think about the the beginning of the movie. It's awkward. Like it's bad. Like it's not cute when they get back to school because their relationship is not thriving. Their summer fling is not existing well in the fall. It is not acclimating well. So they have to completely 180 their entire relationship to make it something different than the summer fling. I think they're a perfect example because if you look at them, their summer fling vibe that was never going to last in the fall. So they had to make a new relationship for themselves. They had to grow. They had to change. They had to choose each other in the fall. You don't know if your summer fling is going to choose you in the fall. You don't know if you're going to choose your summer fling in the fall. So I think you just have to go into it with that knowledge of being like, I'm not sure if this is going to fully work. That's fine. It might not. It probably won't. Okay. Sandy and Danny vibes. Summer 11 had me a blast. Summer 11 happened so fast. Like, yes, fuck yes. Watch Grease tonight. After you listen to this, oh, it's going to probably be Friday. And you guys are like, I don't want to watch Grease. I want to go out and have my hot girl summer, like you just told us. Watch Greece this weekend and just think about summer leaven as a general motif, especially if you're gonna have a single girl, single girl summer. When one person is in the fling mindset, it's really hard to change their mind. And I think that you definitely need to be on the same page with your person. Like you don't have to on day one be like, what's gonna happen at the end of the summer? But if you've been seeing someone all of June and half of July, you can say, Hey, what's gonna to happen to us at the end of the summer? Like you're allowed to say that. Okay. Lonely Girl Summer, this is a part of Hot Girl Summer too. These are all different sects of Hot Girl Summer. Loneliness is... The, the very being of loneliness is when we're just with ourselves and it makes us feel sort of empty and hollow But I think your own company is something really special and something that we consistently take for granted And I think being lonely forces us to get to know ourselves and to enjoy our own company more So I don't think lonely girl summer is really a bad thing I think that you get to know yourself on a deeper level, which is such a lovely silver lining For example, I lived in missouri for a summer I was in st. Louis in the summer of 2018 working at the muni, which I loved and I want to go back so badly But I don't think it's going to work out out and I was really fucking lonely I had two friends that were also interns at the muni, but they were on a completely different time schedule than I was So usually my days looked like I would get up at 6 30. I would go on my run I would get ready for work. I would bike to work. I'd be at work all day Sometimes I wouldn't talk to someone till like 2 p.m Because I was in the artistic director's assistant and I was running around a lot Sometimes I would get off at 6 p.m And the only people I would have talked to are like my boss a couple conversations with them and the barista that I got my coffee from that morning And I would make my dinner and watch my show and call my ex-boyfriend and go to bed and it was lonely it was isolating but I had no choice but to really start enjoying my own company and it's the first time in my life that I really started feeling like I was coming into myself so try to find the silver lining if you're lonely that's okay loneliness is normal make some new friends if you need some new friends you can join my Geneva chat my Facebook group both are linked to my bio and all my socials and you can make new friends or you can get on the dating apps or bumble bff I don't know what your prerogative is but all I'm trying to say is that loneliness sometimes has a silver lining okay You guys want to know how to not catch feelings for a hookup over the summer. I think we just talked about this, but have a roster. Remind yourself that this is casual and that you have other people giving you attention as well. If you want to be with someone, though, don't don't fight that feeling it's okay to tell them and a sting is better than a burn the sting of rejection of like someone you've hooked up with once telling you they don't want to be with you versus the burn of telling someone you like them after you've been seeing them casually for six months and they thought it was casual and you thought it was casual you'd prefer the sting so get that out of the way honesty is the best policy hot girl summer without sex This does not need to all be about sex. I mean, on some level, hot girl summer, like we think about it as like having a lot of casual sex, but if you don't want to have casual sex, you don't have casual sex, there's your hot girl summer, there's your agency. I'm not really a casual sex girl myself. I've done it before, for sure. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but when I think about it and I reflect on it, My hot girl summer doesn't look like casual sex and i'm absolutely fine with that I think we all have to get on the same page of like people's hot girl summers are even going to look different Like some of your friends might be the icons and queens of casual sex and that's wonderful Some of your friends might be in serious relationships. Some of your friends might be fucking married. I have a married friend But guess what? That's we're all accepting that we have a different version of hot girl summer But what makes it similar is the time that we spend together honoring our life and honoring our relationship as friends Okay. All right. So I want to remind you guys as hot girls, because I'm just going through my list right now of all the things I wanted to talk about. We've talked about safety, but we got to talk about our health too, our physical health. Stay hydrated. Get in your seven hours of sleep. Eat a balanced diet because we're going, going, going. Like This is utter chaos. Hot girl summer's utter chaos. We're busy. Hot girl summer, we got to get on our Google calendar and be putting this shit in our Gcal because we don't have time to waste and getting sick is time to waste. Get your fucking covid test, get your booster shots, just be on top of your shit. Okay. You guys want to know hot girl summer with a boyfriend? What does hot girl summer mean when you're in a relationship? So we've already talked about it. You can 100% have a hot girl summer and have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner. You're also allowed to date your partner and also date yourself while you're dating your partner. You're allowed to make choices for yourself. Obviously, your choices are informed by this other person. They become informed by another person. But you are allowed to date your partner and date yourself at the same time. You're allowed to make choices for you that are not informed by them. Obviously, they're going to be in the back of your mind always because you're in a committed relationship with them. But you're allowed to have your own hot girl summer just as much as they're going to be a part of it. I think in strong relationships, we also give our partner slack to experience life in the most independent way that we can while still simultaneously prioritizing our relationships. So what that means is like, sometimes Avery will be like, yeah, I don't want you to hang out with me tonight. I want you to see your friends. I feel like you haven't seen them in a while. Like, I know you also haven't seen me in a while, but prioritize your friends tonight. Like, he gives me slack to experience life in the most independent way for me to make choices instead of being like, oh, we have to do this together. We have to do that together. All of these things, you know, like he gives me that slack and I give him that slack back because we trust each other. So I think developing that is also really Helpful. you know when i was in missouri i had the full-blown hot girl summer with a boyfriend and an internship and no friends like i was getting up and running 10 fucking miles that was my hot girl summer i was eating at this taco place like every night that was my hot girl summer i was literally making myself the most amazing ice cream sundae concoctions and watching glee and that was my hot girl summer i was experiencing so much live theater learning so much that was my hot girl summer hot girl summer looks different for everyone And I cannot, I can't stress it enough. I've said it a million times. I'm saying it again. And I think that I had literally all the things that you guys are like, can I have a hot girl summer with an internship? Yes. Can I have a hot girl summer and be lonely? Yes. Can I have a hot girl summer with no friends? Yes. Can I have a hot girl summer with a boyfriend? Yes. I had all those things at once and it was still a hot girl summer. Okay. How to prioritize yourself this hot girl summer when you're so busy. Genuinely, all you need is 25 minutes for yourself for a little walk, a little window shop, to go get a cookie or a cocktail, to take a nice the shower, to get up a little earlier and listen to your favorite song 10 times in a row. You only need 25 minutes. I know some of us are so fucking busy this summer and I'm busy this summer, but I'm also incredibly privileged and blessed and my form of busy does not look like a lot of other people's form of busy and I know that to be true. I think it's, you know, you just have to find that little pocket of 25 minutes and maybe some days that gets to be an hour and maybe some days that gets to be a whole day and you get a day off. Really, really, really be selfish and intentional on those days because it's going to help you to recharge and it's just going to help you to enjoy yourself. And by the way, you enjoy that because you deserve it, period. Okay how to feel confident when you're not feeling hot. Cause hot girl summer has the word hot in it, but you know, hot girl summer has nothing to do with how we look and that is, you know, scripture. It has everything to do with how we're, how we're making decisions for ourselves to honor our own life, to make our life the vergement that we wanna be and to be a little selfish and center our needs. So you fake it till you make it. Subconscious or conscious thoughts become subconscious actions. We've said it already once this episode, this is like my Bible you're walking into a room like I'm hot. I feel really good. I want you to wear clothes that fit you well, that make you feel good. I wanted you to do your hair in a way that you want to do your hair for you that makes you feel good. You need to walk into a room being like, I'm fucking hot. And if you have to fake it to make it and tell yourself that that's fine, eventually you're going to believe it. And if you don't believe it, let me just tell you, I know you're hot. Confidence is the outfit completing accessory. And if you are not feeling particularly hot or you're having a bo- bad body day or something, I want you to put on your favorite outfit. I want you to go and experience life with someone that you really care about, even if that's just yourself and I want you to treat yourself to something because you are sexy and you deserve absolutely everything okay FOMO I think that there's a lot of FOMO vibes that we get. Um, If you don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. I prefer joy of missing out. And that is not something that I made up myself. I've heard of that a lot. And I think it just means um, you feel joyful in missing out because you know that whatever you're experiencing is what you're supposed to be experiencing. And you're not supposed to be doing the thing or with the people that you're missing out from. The universe has placed you in something else and you have to have joy in that. I think... There was a time when I was working in the summer of 2019, and also when I had my nine to five over the summer, and I was just on this grind socially. And a lot of times, I did feel like I was missing out of things because sometimes work went later, sometimes I had to work on a weekend. But at the end of the day, like I had my bag under my desk, ready to go gallivant right after work. I had my plans. I was organized. I was getting my sleep, and. I felt joyous that I was missing out because I was getting to grind and getting to go pursue other things. So try your best to reframe that mindset. And if it's really hard, just take a little sec- sec- second off social media. Don't look at the social media on something that you're missing out on. It's just going to upset you. I can't stress it enough. Also, don't compare yourself. It actually does nothing. Ask yourself, what does comparing myself to that person or their life, what does it actually accomplish? It accomplishes nothing. Literally nothing. Nothing nothing at all. So don't do it. Just throw that out, Shh, out the door, out the door. Okay. You guys wanted to know what my ideal version of hot girl summer is for me. It's just really being on the grind this summer. I mean, I'm writing this book. My weekends are stacked I'm booked and busy and blessed. Like I'm orgasming. Like I'm prioritizing my needs. Like I'm doing my Pilates and doing what I want to do for me when I get dressed. I'm like, do I want to wear this? And when I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to wear this. Then I leave the house and I feel so good. You know, I'm experiencing A lot of craziness right now, and I'm trying to take deep breaths. But my summer right now is just looking like me grinding. Like I'm enjoying myself and enjoying the ride, but also I'm running the race and I want to fucking win. And I'm going to work really hard. And I think for me, it's about being booked, Blesy. Booked, busy, blessed, and orgasming. You're having sex with yourself or with others. You know, you're being financially responsible. You're putting away some money. You're grinding. You're having a little fun whenever you can. And you're taking breaks and you're taking a deep breath for yourself whenever you feel apt. 100%. Okay. Let's see what else. Hawk girl activities for the summer. What are some fun honk girl activities? Having a picnic. 100%. So much fun. Going and rowing a boat. Almost every body of water has like rental kayaks, rafts. Pontoons rowboats, boats row a fucking boat rent a paddleboard do that Build shit build shit. It's so much fun to build shit Like do you have a garage like are you living at home and you have a garage like build yourself an armoire Build yourself a picnic table or like build yourself a anything a bedside table like get get a little crafty open your garage door play some music and just build do crafts i love crafts you can scrapbook you can make yourself like some kind of pinterest board if you want to do like an online craft you can go to michael's and just fuck around and find out and like see what you find make yourself a mood board skinny dip obviously we're skinny dipping skinny dipping is fun hot girl skinny dip period end of story getting drunk going dancing cooking dinner for your friends doing dinner parties going to new museums or activations or outdoor concerts that are free Try to do one new thing a week that you've never done before. Even if it's like I've never tried a lychee martini, amazing. You're going to go out and get one. And that's going to be your new experience because new experiences mold and shape us. And it also shows us the kind of stuff that we like to do. Okay. How do you put yourself first without guilt this summer? Guilt is reserved for when we do something wrong. And shame is reserved for when we do something wrong. So having fun is not wrong. Eating food is not wrong. Withholding fun and food are what's wrong. I would feel guilty if I withheld myself from dinner, not if I had it. If I withheld myself from having a good time, not if I had a good time. The things that we need to survive—we've just been over this—but like water and you know oxygen and you know sleep, we're not depriving ourselves of those things. So why are we depriving ourselves of food and fun, which are also quintessential to our survival? Remember, guilt is reserved for when you do something wrong with consequence, not when you're just honoring your life and making a choice for you. A hot girl knows that. A hot girl's not guilty for having fun and not guilty for eating dinner before she goes out, period. Absolute period. Okay. You guys want to know – Some beach essentials, definitely pouches. You need a pouch for your beach bag. Well, you need a beach bag, but you need pouches for your beach bag. Stony Clover, those ones are amazing, but they also have Target ones. They also have Target Stony Clover ones. You need our sunscreen. We need our Supergoop, our Neutrogena sunscreens. We need our SPF. It's not a hot girl move to get sunburned and skin cancer is not hot girl. It's not. We're doing sun safety this summer. SP fucking F every single day. We need our favorite towel. We need a cover up, a bikini change because you don't know how long you're going to be out deodorant some sort of like face spray or toner for your face after you've been in the sun a water bottle that's reusable because hot girl summer is all about reduce reuse recycle and a book we need a book i'm currently reading summer house by jennifer weiner and conversations on love both of them are really good I would highly, highly, highly recommend Summer House by Jennifer Weiner. She's one of my favorite writers. It's an amazing, 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 amazing book. I'm literally obsessed with it. I'm almost done with it. And I wish I could just lend it to all of you because it's incredible. Okay, I think that's everything I have to say about Hot Girl Summer. I think the elevator pitch here is that we are making choices for ourselves this summer and we are choosing how we'd like to define our summer and that makes it a Hot Girl Summer. So that can really mean anything as long as you're healthy, happy, and you're not harming anybody else, then fucking go for it. What would Eli do? She would literally honor her life. She would literally honor her life, and she would have a spicy, sexy margarita. Okay. Without further ado, we're going to get into the next section of this week's episode, which is going to be the interview with the ladies from Cancer Cartel. I am so excited that I got to have them on and you guys can hear a little bit more about what they do and their mission. I'm going to link all the information to the description of this episode and I'm so excited to have them on this week. If you need anything from me, as always, just reach out. I love you so much. I'm sending you a big hug. I hope you're ready to dive into Hot Girls Summer now and I hope you know that however you're going to enjoy this summer and however you're going to experience it is going to be enough for you i love you guys have an amazing fucking week i will talk to you after the tonys and we're gonna we're gonna get after it all right love you guys bye hi everyone i am so excited to be here today with three lovely ladies we have carrie katie and shelly on today to talk a little bit about their organization cancer cartel hello welcome to the show thank you so much for coming
1: we are so happy to be Eli thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no
0: problem. I'm um I'm really looking forward to hearing more about everything that you guys do. And like to get us started, could you like give me a brief little introduction? Who you are, how the org started, what is cancer cartel, kind of an elevator pitch. Sure.
2: Yeah, Shelly, do you wanna hit that one? Sure. So we are <clears throat> the three of us are three cancer survivors. Um, Carrie and I both had breast cancer, and Katie had non Hodgkin lymphoma. And so we knew when we went through our battle how difficult cancer is, especially financially difficult. Um, people don't think about the everyday living expenses that you incur on top of your diagnosis. So, you know, extra fuel for trips to your appointments, the food on the road, daycare, you know, loss of wages. <clears throat> so we thought, how, what can we do? to help people in the site. So we came up with this idea of reselling luxury fashion. We all really love fashion ourselves. So we thought, how about we become the real, real, but nonprofit space. So we take donated luxury items. We're started off selling them on our website. Um, and then 100% of the um, donate, 100% of what we raise goes out to people fighting cancer. Well, wow. since then we, we've, um, Partnered with the Real Real, and now they're working with us, and they're taking all of our donations across the country. They're picking them up on our behalf and putting them up on their website and selling them for us. We don't have to do any of the legwork now. Um, and now it's we're great. With yes. fabulous. I mean, that's helping us a lot, and we're raising a lot of money that way, helping people. And then we're also reaching out to brands and working with um, brands. We've worked with some really incredible brands over the last couple of years. Um, like, percentage of sales, go back to Cancer Cartel, or events. We've done events with Alice and Olivia, um, girls. I can't think of some other ones, off I'll that's a good- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that that's Yeah, awesome. so we're raising money and giving it directly in the hands of people fighting cancer to help them with their everyday, and we're, we are all cancers. Even though we had breast cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, we are serving all people, men, women, and children, and all types of cancer.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Um, Thank you so much for that. I'm curious when you guys started this, and I think that we hear a lot of nonprofits and organizations started by survivors' parents or family members or friends. You know, people start organizations when a loved one was directly impacted, but you don't so often see the survivors themselves starting organizations. And I think it's really wonderful and interesting that you guys all decided to take your surviving as a reason to give back. Well,
1: that is you hit the nail right on the head. We definitely are trying to do this in a very different, um, disruptive kind of way. We are the face of our nonprofit. Um, and we took something really, really terrible and decided to turn it into something good. Um, you're right. A lot of nonprofits are founded because someone passed away. We three are very aware of how lucky and blessed we are that we didn't. And we know how tough it is. And so we feel like it makes us uniquely equipped to talk to people in the cancer space. So when we get cancer warriors on a Zoom, we talk to them about their struggles. Although every cancer journey is different, we really you know, feel connected to these people and it just drives us even harder to help them.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, when, when was it founded and kind of like, what was the process like when you guys sort of <laughs> were concepting this and founding it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shelly, what year was it? Shelly's really good at remembering. It. <laughs> yes, we got our five hundred one c three in August of two thousand nineteen, but we really didn't kick off until October. It took us a few more months, but literally up to that point, we probably looked at the paperwork for a year before we even filled out the paperwork. Because, as most people know, a five hundred one c three paperwork is daunting. Um, working with the government, you're like you know nervous and everything, but. <laughs> Three of us, like, okay, if we're gonna do this, let's do this. We put our heads together, filled it out, and we got our 501c3 status within, like, what, six weeks? It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was kind of record breaking.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. And how did you all know each other?
1: Well, Shelly and Katie are sisters, which is awesome. And Katie, this is Carrie speaking, this is Katie and I uh, have been friends for about six years now. Um, and Katie and I were actually at another nonprofit event, which is kind of how cancer cartel was inspired. We thought, Hey, if other people can do this, we can too. And you know, cancer cartel was born.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And is this the bulk of what you guys do in a day, in a week? You know, (laughs) how much, how much heavy lifting are we looking at? Like how much of your life is kind of consumed by your passion for this?
2: All
1: of it. Yeah, literally all of it. Um, You know, one thing that's important to note is that, yes, we've been doing this for three years, um, but when we created it, we created it with the mission that 100% of our donor raised funds will always go to our mission, which means that we're out there seeking grants and sponsorships and foundational um, support to fund our overhead costs. We're three years in and uh, haven't paid ourselves yet but yet is the key word in that phrase. This is what we want to do every day the rest of our lives.
2: Yeah, and it's well over our 40 hours a week. We, <laughs> we live and breathe this, Eli. Like it's, um, it feeds our soul for sure. Um, you know, when you, I think when people um, start to work in this space and giving back in any sense of a way, I think people realize how good that makes you feel And how it just wants you to keep, you want to keep on going. And so the people we talk to, all the survivors and cancer warriors that we talk to on a daily basis, they keep us going. I mean, they're inspiring and that inspires us to keep moving forward with our mission.
0: Yeah, and that's amazing. I'm wondering a little bit about the events that you guys do and like what some of those have looked like and, and how they've helped you, if they've helped you. I'm sure that they have been tremendously helpful, but I know that you guys recently did something with Alice and Olivia, which is amazing yeah
1: we're coming off kind of some high events they've been good to us um alice and olivia has been great we've done a few events with them they uh we invite some hosts in they invite their friends and we have a fun shopping party and then they donate a portion of the sales to that we did a great similar event with elise walker and our biggest fundraiser to date was actually a walk in honor of a friend who had sadly lost her cancer journey and her friends showed up and came out in droves. And that was a really beautiful experience. It's just really, these events have taught us that people will come together when they believe in what you're doing and know that there's a need.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and we did one with Intermix early on too, when we, um, what, I guess a year and a half ago. And with without Olivia, we've we've been able to do three incredible events now, now, LA, Dallas, and New York City. So. Uh, it just really helps us grow our network of supporters. I mean, people that come out there and want, are shopping, but also want to learn more about Cancer Cartel and how they can help. And it helps us in two ways. Like, it also helps us find people that need our help. Um, you know, as they're sh- sharing about us on social media, getting up to the event, or people at the event um, sharing about us. People learn about Cancer Cartel that need our help and want to reach out to us. Or on the other side, people that want to support us. So it works both ways.
0: Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's really exciting to hear. Do you guys have any upcoming events that you're excited about or anything in the works that you've been planning? Yeah,
1: yeah we got a couple big ones. We're going to be uh, we're working with Rachel Zoe's team. We're going to be uh, the named charity on the Curator website, if that's uh, for, summer, for the summer. It's going to be really exciting. And then we're working with the team at veronica beard for doing some shopping events in the fall so we're really excited about that shelly is there anything we're missing on
2: that end? no we have some up- upcoming ones that we can't mention yet but if anyone's listening they should definitely stay <laughs> very excited. <for> <laughs> exactly. and on our website for sure just um see those upcoming things that are all in the works
0: yeah that, that's great i'm excited to officially attend an event in the future um
2: can't wait. Yes. Where are you right?
0: What city? I'm in New York. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yes, so, uh, we're going to be right there in the fall.
0: I was, yep, I was right supposed to come to the Alice and Olivia event, but something came up with my family, and I couldn't come, but I was so excited because I love Alice and Olivia. I was like, this is oh just a wonderful God. excuse to shop and give back at the same time. Well, um, Veronica Beard is going to be really, really fun. They've got great stuff, too. Okay, that's, that's mm-hmm. good to hear. Um, and I was wondering if you guys could share, like, some success stories or like times that you felt that all your work really paid off? Like any interactions that you had with another survivor or with somebody that was undergoing treatment or a patient or a family member, etc. If there's anything that comes to mind and you were just like, yeah, this is really worth it. I'm really glad that we're doing this. I'd say every
2: time we give money away. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: yeah it, I don't know if you heard Katie, but every single time we talk to somebody on the phone and you see the mm-hmm. sigh of relief, that the financial help that we're giving them has.
2: We get on Zooms.
1: Yeah, so we get to see their faces and, you know, hear their stories and, you know, of course people, you know, the success Mm -hmm. stories are out there. You know, we've, we've got some national television spots. We've got some great brand partnerships. Those are of course huge wins, but the
2: win really is every single day, just being able to help people. It really is, and I, and a lot of those moments are captured on video because if the people are okay with us sharing them, they're out on our YouTube, you can catch some of the people that we're giving money to, and also the follow-up emails we get, and the messages, and the cards get, the thank you cards that they send us, I mean, that is really what fuels us, um, and you know, they keep in touch with us. Like we get follow-up emails on how they're doing. And it's it's like, they're like part of our cancer cartel family for sure.
0: I love that. Can you guys give me a little context? Because I think I know, I read, um, a book that I'm sure you've heard of by Salika. I'm going to not pronounce her last name right, but it's like Juad and she's like a cancer survivor, but really like aggressive cancer, um, for several years and she wrote this beautiful memoir and that's when I kind of got acquainted with like how much it actually costs to undergo this treatment and specifically like she was getting um, treated at Sloan Kettering but she wasn't from New York. Can you guys give me a little context and my listeners about how much it truly costs and how expensive it truly can be just so that we can understand you know how helpful and impactful your work is? Well I think that just to start
1: off no one really unless you've been in the journey knows the little things that add up like there's the little things like gas money you know the hospital that we were all treated at was uh, I drove over an hour I mean it's it's so far and just the added expense of gas and eating out and all of those little things that add up and you lose wages of your job but Katie yeah, I had a stem cell transplant, so I had to stay um, up next to the hospital for six weeks. So I had to get like a separate apartment in the city
2: so I could be close enough to, to my treatment for six weeks. So yeah, it's- stuff And it's up. all on top of the medical bills that they're mm-hmm. receiving. I mean, that, that is so stressful. We talk to these people every day about just the financial the financial mm-hmm. to you. So while you're being treated, you're getting all of these bills in the mail for your treatment, your prescription drugs, your surgeries. And, and then on top of that, you're still trying to live. So I mean, it is it is difficult, really difficult. I mean, um, just heartbreaking the stories that you hear every single day.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, like I mean, it's stories like
1: people are literally choosing between life-saving prescriptions and putting food on
2: the table for their children, and we think that's wrong.
0: Absolutely wrong.
2: And we've totally even agree. heard people say that they are thinking about giving up on their treatment because they can't even afford to live. So. Yeah. They're just trying to choose, like, do I keep doing this or do I just stop doing it and just live the life I can for right now? Yeah. Yeah, they feel like they're just putting their family deeper in debt. Yeah. that. It's- so a lot of these people, like, something I didn't know when we got into this, but, like, when they apply for, like, disability and Social Security and all this, there's, like, a huge delay. Like a six-month wait. It's something yeah. crazy. So, like, they have no income for, like, six months as they're waiting for this stuff to come in and all the paperwork to be done. So, I mean, they are just barely getting by.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, this is obviously really heavy work on on some level, or most levels. What do you guys kind of do whenever it gets like really, really heavy, or like things just feel really overwhelming, or even like, potentially triggering because of what you've been through? What's sort of like your solace or like the way that you kind of unwind and like, what are your outlets for that?
1: I think that one of the things is that when we created cancer cartel we created it in kind of an edgy funny you know we we work with fashion we work in beauty we kind of you know that luxury lifestyle and and fun you know we we temper what we're doing with fun if you're not having fun when you're fundraising you're you're not going to keep doing it and i think that that keeps us moving when people like believe in us and believe in our cause, I think we're really good at celebrating our wins and celebrating each other. And I think that like, since we're on this journey together, you know, it, it's definitely helpful that there's three of us and that we can, we know how to keep it light. I think even when it's heavy though, we're helping them. So like at the end, we know we helped them. Yeah. So no matter how sad the story is, we know we did something good for them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you feel good. And, and fun, fun is that, I mean, like even when we were going through it ourselves, I think, or I know Katie and I going through it, like humor was always in there. So like you always have, still have that outlet of like watching something funny or making people laugh or whatever. And the three of us do that for each other all the time. So that, that definitely does help. And like the people we're talking to, I mean, just seeing them take that that big deep breath of like some relief is like a win for us. Like that's great. That's what we're looking for is to help these people get by.
0: Yeah, I love that. Do you guys have, like, any memories or moments that stick out as sort of, like, a hell yes, like, this is unbelievably worth it? Like, do you have any stories that you reflect on?
1: (laughs)
2: Every day. (laughs) Shelly, do you have a specific one? I know These two women stick out to me that we met, and they were both going through the same kind of cancer. And both, like, I mean... You know, just really difficult single women living on their own trying to get through it and we had talked to them probably i don't know four months apart um but we remember in each of them and so we're like you know what maybe we should connect the two of them they're going through the same kind of cancer and so we connected the two of them and you know just that moment that they get to talk to each other about this rare cancer they're both going through and helping one another as a support system because they're both living by themselves i think that was like a big thing for me in my memory like people don't have to do it alone, even though they feel alone, especially over the last year or two years, people felt so alone. So I think just having a space for them to connect or talk to each other or talk to us has been important.
0: Yeah, because community really is everything. I feel like when you're experiencing those like harder times, like having community can really like take something that was maybe otherwise looking really abysmal and uplift you just even ever so slightly.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Amazing. Yeah, and sometimes
2: people don't even tell me when they're going through it. We've had people, multiple people, say I haven't told anyone that I'm doing this because I don't want it to affect my job or affect something or scare about yeah. kids or yeah. Like we're the, yeah, the, the, we're the only people they're telling and talking to about it. So it's like huge. It's like yeah,
0: absolutely. Is
2: so important.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of community, I'm wondering like how my community and in general, communities out there can get involved with you guys? Like, what do you need? What kind of support are you looking for? What would be helpful? Um, All kind of all that good stuff.
1: Wow. Well, that's a really big question. Yes. So um, we have lots of levels to entry to join the Cancer Cartel family. We have a monthly pledge program, which is really accessible. It's anywhere from $5 to $100 a month comes out of your account automatically. You can do that right on our website. Um, you can also donate, you know, you you run in a fashionable circle. We accept donations of lightly loved luxury fashion. Anything that the real real accepts, we also accept and we can help you facilitate that donation, whether it's with a luxury manager in person or whether it's a virtual um, appointment or drop-off donation and you can also spread awareness about us you know anybody who follow us along on social join our instagram facebook communities and share about us with your community you never know you might find the right person that can help us propel this mission further faster or someone who your community that is struggling with their cancer journey and you know this might just be the thing they needed to help them over the hump
0: absolutely i have some lightly loved designer goods that i've been considering retiring so maybe this is like no, the, yeah. the first step i can i can donate those to you guys because i feel like people are a little bit unfamiliar with the world world of like secondhand designer um and in general like vintage fashion sort of but i think it's mm-hmm. like really special that you guys stand out amongst you know the the real real and etc there's so many that you could name because, like, yes. it's truly helping people save their own lives, essentially, and fund and treatment that's going to save their lives, which is just beyond incredible. Yes,
2: for I sure. That. that is exact. That's how you can help, for sure. Yeah. Clothing items. And, I mean, you're having us on your podcast. is huge. I mean, that gets word out on both areas, too. So we're, we're so grateful for that. And following us on social media, like Carrie said, is so important. And then you can keep up on all the events we have coming up that we're going to be at in, in the yes, future.
0: absolutely. And I think I'm also wondering, like, what are your big goals for Cancer Cartel? Like, what do you guys want to do with it? What is your big dream? Where do you see it going? What's next? All of that good stuff.
1: Well, our big dream is to find some corporate sponsors to come alongside us and enable us to grow this to the level and to you know, the need that we know is out there. I mean, this is a great need across our entire country. There are people fighting cancer battles in every city, in every state across the nation. And that requires millions of dollars. And that is our goal, is to be able to raise and distribute millions of dollars and in order to do that costs money to raise money so we're really in 2022 and beyond focused on really giant growth and how we can just help as many people in need as possible
0: yeah that's that's amazing and i feel like you guys are on your way there i feel like you know the first early years are always like getting your footing but it seems like you're really like heading in the direction of being able to pursue those goals
2: Thank you. We feel that we do. Yeah, we're on that cusp now of like, we put three years into it now and we're ready.
0: Yeah. Are you guys ever looking for volunteers? Yes.
2: I forgot to ask.
0: So
1: yeah, time to treasure and talent, you know, that's kind of, that's the trifecta. So anybody who is interested in lending a hand, um, you can message us at DM us on any one of our social channels or shoot us an email at cancercartel at gmail.com. We are always looking for people who can, uh, you know, can lend a hand and can make this the best version of Cancer Cartel that it can possibly be.
0: Wonderful. Well, I guess that leads me to my final question, which is where can everyone find you? What are your social handles? Where can they email you? Where can they keep up to date on future events? How to donate all the good stuff.
2: Yeah, our social handles are just Cancer Cartel on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Twitter. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, all of those. Um, our website is CancerCartel.org, and you can find all of the information on how to donate there. There's links on how to donate. There's links on our monthly pledge program. um the events, there's an events page. The Instagram and Facebook are probably easiest to stay up on the events because like, those are uh, updated more quickly probably. Um, but, yeah, those are in our email, cancercartel at gmail.com. It's just the three of us um, working behind the scenes, so you'll always get one of us answering or responding. So we look forward to talking to people and hearing about other people's stories and how we can help and how they want to help us.
0: Wonderful. Well, I firmly believe that I have a very – You know, always ready to get hands on, always ready to help audience, um, people that are just excited about organizing and being a part of something bigger. So I hope that everybody will take everything you guys said to heart and either donate or reach out to you guys if they have any way to help or even just want to share their own story and connect to you. Like we said, community really is everything when you're going through something so tough.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with us and sharing about us with your audience it means the world to us absolutely
0: thank you guys so much yes. i look forward to officially meeting you in the fall or maybe sooner happening. absolutely happening like nothing i love more than fashion and giving back and women so
1: okay. us too yes.
0: <laughs> amazing well thank you guys so much
2: thank you. wonderful thank you. have a great day you too bye